Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh Robb and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, the podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. I'm Austin Wilson, co-portfolio manager at Hicks & Zerker Capital Management. And I'm Josh Robb, Director of Wealth Management at Hicks & Zerker Capital Management. Austin, how can people help us with our podcast? We would love it if you'd subscribe. If you're not subscribed, so hit that plus or follow, whatever that icon is on your podcast player so you get new episodes when they drop on Thursdays. And if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening, that will help us to be able to be found by more and more listeners like yourselves. So today, Josh, we're going to be breaking it down like disco style. Breaking yes. down. Second half stock draft for 2023 results. First of all, you're going to be able to find out who won. Yes. And then we're going to be able to find out who lost. Yes. And we're going to go over what worked and what didn't work for our own portfolios. So, Josh, I'm going to dig right in. Yeah. The results... Great turnout. We're excited about that. Yep. I did include the market as an entrant. So we'll be able to say who outperformed the market and who underperformed the market. Mm -hmm. as a bogey. In 14th place, average dad 06, minus 35.6%. I'd almost venture to say below average. That was a slightly below average. Below average yeah, dad. I would say below average return for average dad 06. 13th place, Josh Hunter 100, negative 15.5%. 12th place, J Rig WM, negative 1.2%. 11th place, Kelly Sue, zero. Ended, ended at zero. They they never invested. That was their strategy. That was the strategy, yeah. Thinking that maybe that would help Correct. out. Thinking okay. it might unwind yeah. a little bit. 10th place, the Everyday Advisor, zero. Cash. 9th place, J Rob HZ. That's one, me. 1.4%. Positive. Positive. 8th place, Go Pack. 2.6%. 7th place. B-dubs won. 3.5%. 6th place. Let's go 2023 invest. Let's go. 4.5% return. 5th place. Chase J. Rose. 5.3% return. 4th place. Ash Mill. 7.2% return. 3rd place. Tea Time 50. 7.4% return. There you go. This is where I will insert market performance. Okay. Because the market returned 7.9% in the second half. Total return includes dividends. Second place, username A, A Wilson. Yes. That was me. Who is that? That was me. Oh, okay. A return of 10.4%. Okay. For the second half there. Not quite 17, but yeah. 10. In first place. Yes. With a percent change in the second half of the year of 17.2%. Wow. Buffett Beater is the username. All right. I bet they beat Buffett, actually, in the second half. That, there's a good chance. So Buffett Beater. And so that was seven, a six-month return, 17%. Nice. Looks even better annualized. Yeah. We are sending him a little uh, swag, a little bit of a thank you for participating and uh, you get to brag for the next six months so until we start our, our yeah. next one. Uh, then you got a title to defend. That's right. But yes, Target on your back. thank you all for participating. Uh, the, the fun part about this is, you know, there's there's zero risk because it's not real money. So you do get to take some chances. Uh, I don't know exactly for Buffett Beater if those were out of the left field guesses or, or their whole strategy behind it. But, you know, 17% in six months is yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, considering the market was just under eight, 7.9. Yep. Good work. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, Josh, yes. let's take a break. Before we talk about our yes. portfolios, dad joke of the week. Dad joke of the week. We've been doing dad jokes for a while. So yeah. I got to ask, did I tell you the joke about the paper? I don't think so. No, I probably won't because it's terrible. It's terrible. 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 All right, Josh, thank you for that. So we're going to talk about what we did, what worked and what didn't work in yep. our portfolios. So Josh, go ahead and get us started. You were positive, 1.4% yep. return. What worked yeah. and what didn't work? I think what what worked was I I let the market go up and I didn't change. I made some investments there in July. Yep. And really I didn't touch anything. I made a couple additions just cuz I had extra cash, but other than that I didn't I didn't get in and really change anything throughout the whole 6 months. So I think what worked was I was in a positive market. Yeah. So what worked was I allowed, even though some of my investments underperformed the overall, they did go up. In fact, they had a pretty good recovery because they were down for a little while. And my investment choices were all fun ones. I had, you know, the ticker names were pretty cool. That's yep. why I picked half of my my stuff. So it was more of a, a, a fun exercise for me. So to see that it was down for quite a bit of those six months. It was really only the last probably six weeks or so that it moved to the positive and upwards. And so, you know, what worked for me was, you know, what we tell our clients, which is, if you have a plan, stick with it. Now, I wish I had a better plan. And again, being fake money, I was fine with it. But the idea was the market... The market works itself out. If you look at 2022, we did a stock market draft. The market was not great in 2022. Correct. 2023, market was a lot better. If you allow time, the market over the long run works itself out. Yeah. And so I participated in the upward move it. I wish I was a little more diversified and maybe wasn't focusing on uh, fun names, but I don't regret that because it's not real money. But a rising tide lifts all boats. It does. Right? And which, which brings to also two of the 14 outperformed the SP 500. And uh, the the idea there is, you know, it, it takes a lot of work, especially in up markets, yeah. to to do well. Because again, when the market's moving, a broad one will capture most of that movement, and you have to guess right to get a good chunk of that. And right. so, uh, picking names becomes a little bit harder in certain market conditions. Um, up markets, down markets, you know, kind of flat markets, you may do better because there's less. V- variation or volatility. But yeah. yeah, that's something I think we experienced this last six months, especially as you saw a handful of names really move the market quite a bit. Oh, absolutely. If you're choosing those, great. If you missed them, you're you under- you're a little bit different. Mm-hmm. All right, Austin. What worked for me, what didn't work was irrelevant because I was only at 1%. Uh, <laughs> what worked for you? Second place man. Yeah. what? So I was up, what, 10 and change or whatever. Uh, so a little bit about performance for that six-month period. What worked? I would say toward the end of the year, I bought some equal weight ETFs that I hoped would outperform the market cap weighted ones because a lot of those mega cap names had driven the returns. So I went from more of the mega caps into some more equal weight stuff towards the end of the year. That did really well in the last month or two of the year. So that helped as the rally broadened. I was able to make some quick gains on some triple leverage small cap ETFs. No boy. Yeah. So there was one day, I mean, I didn't have a ton in it, but there was one day where... I thought that things were due for a little bit of a small a small cap bounce back and the Fed, you know, it was the day of the Fed pivot or whatever. So the Fed was pretty much like, okay, we're done holding. We're going to hold rates here and here's our cuts next year. So the market rallied, but small caps rallied extra hard and my triple leveraged triple did really cap. well. So I was I just like wrote it for a day, sold, captured some gains and that was a really nice little pop for me there. 
I stayed diversified overall. I didn't put too many eggs in one basket. Mm-hmm. I was active and nimble enough to unwind positions that were out of favor before they got too bad, um, which I think was key. Like cut your cut your losers short and let your winners kind of keep yeah. winning for you. So that and, was- and in the real world, people do that sometimes with stop losses. And the idea there is, let's say I buy a stock for $10 a share. And I say, I think it's going to do well. But if I'm concerned it might not, I may put a trade order in that says, if the price ever gets to... Eight dollars a yep. share, twenty percent drop, sell it. Yep. And it's this stop loss or limit order is the idea that when you hit a trigger, it automatically happens and it prevents you from losing more. Yep. And so you want to put it far enough away where it's not going to get triggered right away. Yeah. Or when you don't really want it to, but if it mm-hmm. drops to a certain amount and it just allows it to, like you said, cut it before it gets worse. Yeah. And so in real life, people do that a lot, uh, especially when they're taking maybe a, a little bit more of a risky position to make sure it doesn't get away from them. And, and you then were you, actually able to do that. You can set you can place your own orders. orders. Yeah. Yeah, you can set limit orders. You can set stop loss mm-hmm. by percent or dollar or whatever in the software. Yep. So hopefully more people will utilize that in the future. But yeah. That is a cool feature. And then you mentioned at the beginning going equal weighted versus market cap weighted. And then I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So the idea there is the S P 500 is market cap weighted. So that's a, you know, I'm going to say 500, but there's 505 five companies, but the S P 500, 500 companies and the amount of each company's weighting or the percent that's in there is not equal. Correct. It is based on how big the company is. So market, that's market, market cap, weighted. Yeah, market cap is calculated by the number of shares outstanding by the share price. Yep. And so, so if you have a big share price and a lot of shares out there, you have a big market cap. For example. Cap. Give me a good one. Apple. Apple's a great one. Apple's two two and a half trillion dollars big company. in market cap because they're just, they, they're huge. Mm-hmm. And if you look at a market cap weighted index, Apple is the biggest portion if they're in that index by far. Yep. So Apple's, Seven percent of the S and P five hundred. Microsoft's not too far behind at mm-hmm. all. These are huge companies. So when they do well, the market, quote unquote, the market, yep. which is market cap weighted, does very well. An equal weighted index gives all five hundred members the same proportion. So yep. equally five, divided, yeah, yep. one five hundredth. So Apple's only representing the same as a smaller company. Yep. In terms of market cap. So what I was hoping for, and what actually worked out, is as the the rally extended through the end of the year. Other companies kind of picked up some speed, even as the big cap tech companies maybe didn't perform as well. They still yep. did okay. And it was because they had a big run in the first half Huge of the run. year. And so, yeah, that was uh, just something I wanted to point out the difference yep. uh, on that for you. Okay. So that's what worked. What didn't work? Were there anything no, in there? There were things that didn't work. Okay. I didn't. I didn't come out ahead on everything, and I probably could have done on better. I didn't trade all the time. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. obviously. We're still working jobs here, so yeah. once every handful of days or once a week, I'd get in and say, "Oh, how am I doing? I don't mm-hmm. know." Uh, wasn't Mine was about once a quarter. Exactly. So I'd look and say, oh, that's too bad. And then I'd log out. I feel like I could have done better if I was even more on it. But you have yeah. to balance how often you can trade in. A f- how, with, there's nothing fake on the money. line here. Yeah. How much do I want to pay attention exactly. to fake money? Uh, so what didn't work? I think that I was under the impression for the second half of the year that higher quality dividend paying stocks would do really well because they underperformed in the first half. Mm-hmm. That did not necessarily happen until the very end of the year. Yep. But it didn't happen as much. So I was in more value-oriented investments earlier in the half. And then I thought bonds would do well. I thought yields had peaked out before they had. Yep. So they, they were pretty resilient. They were pretty resilient and actually moved much higher through the end of the, yes. the third quarter. And I was early on that. Now, okay. it really would have worked out at the end of the year, but 
it didn't necessarily work out for me very well. So I was mostly wrong on that until, again, November, December. I also thought International would do better than it did. International really underperformed for quite a while. It actually ended up underperforming quite a bit for the year. So I had some sizable international investments, and those didn't really under, didn't really outperform. But I guess all in all, the things that helped helped me more than the things that hurt. There you go. Well, overall, I think it always is fun. I enjoy it, even though I don't do much trading. It is fun. I'll I I do log in every once. So I'll just look at the rankings here where everybody's at. Yeah. It is fun to see how they get there. People made a lot of different decisions. Some worked, some didn't. The average the average dad there, you know. D- Took some bets and could have played out. Could have been the winner. Yeah, either way. And so it is just fun to watch, especially since there is no downside risk for this type of thing. Absolutely. It was a good time. Thank you, everybody, for participating in that. We will be doing another one in July. So keep your ears open for when we announce that and any changes to the rules like we do periodically for that. And again, for Buffett Beater, appreciate the uh, hard work you put in to uh, be the winner and hope you enjoy a little gift from us for that victory. All right. Well, thank you for listening and being here with us this episode. If you had someone asking about how they did in the draft, there you go. In this episode, that's that'd right. Be great. Uh, if you have any episode ideas for this year for us to talk about, send us an email at hello at theinvesteddads.com. We would love to hear from you and we'd love to incorporate what you want to hear into our plan for the year. And uh, we're just happy that you're here with us. Just as a reminder, the stock draft is fun, not real money, but if you are having questions or thoughts, nothing we talk about or invested in our fantasy draft is a recommendation. So make sure you talk with a financial professional about any decisions. And if you need help, feel free to reach out to us because we'd love to help you. You can reach us at theinvesteddads.com and uh, we'd love to talk with you. Well, until next episode, have a great one. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.